What's up, Dunwoody? That was a clip from Chestnut Elementary School Career Day last week. That was my son. I had the first grade classes. Uh, Career Day is always lots of fun. Last year, we talked a little bit about real estate, and you could kind of see the kids' eyes glossing over. This year, I thought we'd go a different route, and I showed them how to record a podcast. I brought in my MacBook and a couple of microphones. My son's name is Micah. I sat down uh, one of his buddies across from me and asked him a few questions. Then I mixed up his responses and added reverb and some funny uh, sound bites. Everybody had so much fun for like seven, eight minutes, and that's when I lost them. Turned in everybody yelling across the room and fighting over who'd get the mic. So for the third or fourth year in a row, we talked about pizza. Most of Micah's friends know that I own a pizza place, and I hear them call him Pizza Man sometimes, but oh well. Still handed out a bunch of podcast stickers. Hopefully uh, some made it home or they got slapped on a stop sign or something. Maybe by the time my three-year-old gets to Chestnut, they'll call him Podcast Boy. If you're new here, this is a podcast we started early last year to put on for the city that we love, a show about Dunwoody. Make sure you check out some of the past shows. After 87 episodes, I'm sure that you know at least one or two of the previous guests. We used to put out a show, and it would get a few hundred downloads of that particular episode, and then the download numbers would stop until we put out another episode. But now there's an additional thousand or so downloads a week of uh, old episodes, which is kind of cool. This has actually been one of our biggest download weeks yet, uh, thanks to the city. We got a nice boost this week from getting featured on Discover Dunwoody's social media. It was Travel and Tourism Week, and they labeled us ambassadors to our city, which I thought was a nice compliment, especially for a real estate agent like myself. That's exactly what I'm trying to do here, so it was cool to get recognized. Um, If you know somebody that could use my real estate services, please pass my name along. Uh, My name is Matt Weber. I guess I could have mentioned that already. If you're a regular listener to the show, you probably feel like you've gotten to know me a little bit, and hopefully someday trust me with one of the largest transactions in your lifetime, selling your home. If you'd like to get to know a local orthodontist a little better, go back two shows and listen to our conversation with our sponsor, Brett Friedman from Village Orthodontics. He's awesome. My co-host is Justin Dyke. Justin is my brother-in-law and an all-around good guy. He is founder of PoolDues.com, which is a back-end billing software for your neighborhood pool. It's a great way to organize your club's website, and he's really thought of everything. Most of the larger pools that he works with has a concession stand or snack shack open during adult swims. Uh, This week, he's been adding functionality so you can go to your club's website and load money to your family's store credit so the kids can get a quick snack and you don't have to carry around wet bills. So if you want to see how smooth it is, uh, check out the Georgetown site. It's georgetownrec.com. Justin's also been planning their neighborhood block party for uh, months now. It's this Saturday, so make sure when you go to that site, check out that party link too. I also shared the link up on What's Up Dunwoody Facebook page if you live on Facebook. It's crazy how big Facebook has become. I've heard that uh, some countries now are actually offering Facebook-only internet plans because it's gotten to the point where some people only use Facebook and they don't need the rest of the internet. But on that note, um, make sure you follow us on Facebook at What's Up Dunwoody. I've also got some Facebook groups called Dunwoody Area Restaurant Reviews and Dunwoody Area Community Forum. If you know a restaurant opening or you're promoting an event at your church, Tell the group about it. You, too, can become an ambassador to the city. I love that term. Today's show is with Bob and Cindy Bama from the new Dunwoody Christian School. They saw a need in the community, and they filled it. They have created a private school where elementary school Dunwoody kids can have small class sizes, receive a quality education, and most importantly, grow up in a strong, supportive Christian environment. I love local stories like this, and I think you will, too. So here we go. What's up, Dunwoody? Welcome back to the What's Up, Dunwoody podcast. All right, so we're here with Bob Bama and Cindy Bama, the headmaster. And what, what's your role over at Dunley Christian 
school. Um, executive assistant to the uh, head of school. Right. Something uh, like that. She's the headmistress. I'm not sure what she'd be, but she's the second in charge. I like the headmistress. Uh, yeah, I like that one yeah, a lot, yeah, too. Yeah, let's go with... We're going to pick up listeners after that comment, yeah. I'm sure. So. Uh, you know, let's go ahead and put that on our bingo card for, for today. Uh, I've already put, filled in blaming the cab schools for whatever reason, doesn't matter what it is, and Title I, because I know you're going to say Title I. Okay. All right. You say that a lot, just in general, with, with when we talk about... Anything. Did I say title one? Yeah, okay. you, you kind of do. Because all right, all right. I don't really know what it means. And, I, and every time I go, So one ah. of these times you're hoping I'll yeah. fill you in. Yeah. What is a title one school? <laughs> well, let's get back to Dummy Christian. Yeah, tell, sure. us about, tell us about your new school. Sure, sure. Thank you for asking. Well, we are parents of two wonderful children. And really the journey for us began about three years ago. We were looking for a great school for our kids. We At that time... Our son, Nathan, was in Dunwoody United Methodist Preschool. We thought it was a fantastic school because they had great academics and a strong Christian environment. We're looking for the same kind of supportive environment for him for first grade, and we didn't find it in Dunwoody. We began talking to friends and other people we knew, other parents, and a lot of folks were going out of Dunwoody to find a good school, which made us crazy. And since then, we've learned that six different schools send buses into Dunwoody every day to bus kids out of Dunwoody to private schools, which we, again, thought was insane. So we just began praying, and we're Christians. We began seeking God's direction. I felt like God said, start a Christian school in Dunwoody. So when God says, do it, you do it. And uh, we've kind of followed that pathway. And since then, we found out there really is a market need here in Dunwoody for a private Christian school in our community, not outside of our community. So what, what were you doing before that? I was working for IBM. So oh, okay. Great cool. gig with them, yeah. And this kind of interrupted my comfortable career, you know, enti- you know retired. A little different. Like, yeah, a little bit different, different uh, client uh, marketplace, but we, we love what we're doing right now. Now you're never retiring. Never. Exactly. No, this you own your own business. You, don't, you can't retire. No, so. this will never go away. Yeah. Uh, and our, our kids, our youngest is going to be entering the school next year as a kindergartner. My plan is to stay in the school until she is out 12 years later. So I'll be years old at that point. So, <laughs> old guy. Yeah, you're kind of committed for at least as many years as your kid is going to uh, be. Yeah, in. exactly right. You need a headmaster beard. beard, though. You're pretty clean shaven. You don't have that like Dumbledore look yet. I know. I need to work on that. I need to get the tweed jacket. He's got the 12 years of Dumbledore beard. Yeah, I'm going to so. start working on that. I need some consultant to help me out a little bit. Yeah. So well, his side gig of being an Army Reservist chaplain yeah, prohibits right. him from uh, getting longer gig. hair and yeah, they tend to frown upon earrings, long hair in the army. It's one of the things they've had culturally for about two hundred thirty years of tradition. But, but yeah, that does kind of keep me on the street. Can't be different. Yeah, be. Yeah, um, be what what is the what does a reserve chaplain have to do? Well, when people come to a Christian school, obviously they're looking for Christian leadership. You know, that's part of the credentializing they're going to do with you. So. I really believe that's what God did to prepare me, in part, to have some background to do this. So an Army chaplain, um, in terms of the Army, obviously our job is to sort of be spiritual presence within the Army, provide ministry to the Army, very long tradition there. But from a school perspective, I think it helps set the tone a bit, that background, to say, look, we're we're pastoral, but we're also academically strong as well. So to that part, I'm actually finishing a master's in education next month, so I can have some of that. But academically, we rely very heavily upon our teachers for that part. So I think those two, when you have the Christian component and the academic component, you can build a strong Christian school upon those two pillars. 
That's interesting you're getting a master's. Are you just kind of phoning that in because you're a headmaster? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, a little bit at night. Like, what's that, University of Phoenix, where you, everything's like... Yeah. <laughs> exactly right. Well, truth be told, it's an online program, but it's been a great online program, actually. I've been really impressed by it. So, I, actually, I, I've actually learned a few things along the way. So, it's been fun. Well, I would hope so, if you're getting, <laughs> getting your master's. Yeah. That's stuff just starting all the way over. I mean... It is. Damn, that's way different. No doubt about it. Again, I'm, I'm the last part of my career... And uh, years ago, I finished another master's degree. I thought, I'm never doing this again. It's way too hard. And quite honestly, the hardest part is staying awake while you're studying. I'm not kidding you. I mean, I sit down to study. Within five minutes, I'm, uh, I'm out. So I have to stand up for most of my study time. Yeah. But it's, it's been You do have a full-time job. So. I do. And wife and children and Army Reserve. And we keep busy. But it's, it's invigorating. And it's been actually wonderful for me personally to develop the school set. And I have a passion for Christian education now. There's no doubt about it. Cindy and I are very passionate about what we're doing here. We see, I don't want to get ahead of things here too much, but we really see the impact on the families and the children in the school. It's been tremendous, way more than we ever expected it to be, quite honestly. Yeah, tell us about the type of people that come to, that transfer to y'all's school or start at your school. Yeah, great. Well, the do, first you, thing, do you have the older kids at this point? I mean, great question. So start low. Yeah, we're kindergarten first and second right now. And we kind of, we talked to a lot of different Christian schools who had done this before us to kind of get the playbook, understand what SMART looked like. So almost every school said, yeah, we started with one classroom and built from there. So we're kindergarten first and second, and the typical building program is to add one grade per year. So we'll be adding third grade next year. And the typical family is quite honestly sort of a stereotypical Dunwoody family. They've got children. They're very concerned about education. They typically want a strong moral environment with that, and that's probably the differentiator for them versus your traditional um, school parents. There's lots of school parents who are very passionate about education, but they may or may not want the same kind of Christian component that we offer. So that's a typical parent, and they're very invested. i got to say, our parents are not drop off the kids and forget about them until the next, you know, next bell rings. They're very invested in the school, in the school success, and the whole community success, which has been really wonderful really wonderful to work with those kind of parents. Yeah, it it important. is important that they pick them up at the end of the day. Yeah, right, exactly right, yeah. I mean, they're fun kids and everything. I messed but that up one time. <laughs> Last week. No, it was a couple years ago. But. It does happen. We, yeah. we do have those parents saying, I thought you were going to get them, honey. No, I thought you were going to get them, That's honey. That's exactly and, what happened. Yeah, so. One yeah. o'clock pickup times are tough. Yeah. Well, <laughs> thankfully, most of the kids love to play on the playground um, after school, so they're usually all hanging out anyways playing, so. If yeah. they get left, they're going to be picked up sweaty and nasty. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. I think re- recess is going to go as a middle, as the middle square of the bingo card because that is a that's a buzz a topic, topic now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some I actually ran into a kid at the Donaldson Bannister house, and and he pulled me aside and he goes, "I don't play at school at all." I was like, mm. "I don't care. I don't know you." You know? <laughs> yeah, it's a weird and, conversation. Sorry. Yeah, and he just ran, <laughs> and he ran off. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was playing with my kids. Okay. Yeah. I guess it was unique, but yeah, there's. Um, Oh, I wish I knew what school he went to. It wasn't one of the public ones. It was a, it was actually a private one. Really? Yeah. And so he wanted me, I guess, to go talk to his dad about switching him over to TES. <laughs> For recess. But For I was recess. like, he yeah. thought your, your, your kids seemed pretty cool. So right, like, right. oh, whatever they're yeah. doing, I'll just do. Well, it's surprisingly, that was, that's a big topic. So when we did our first open houses over a year ago, one of the very first ones, a parent looked me in the eye and says, what, said, uh, do you guys have recess? I was like, of course we have recess. I mean, that's, that's a no-brainer. But the parent went on to share with me that that was being cut out of a lot of public schools. And you all probably know the Georgia legislature just passed a resolution and a law to 
require a recess of 15 minutes or so. But yeah, we're very proud. We have 30 minutes or more of recess every day, even on PE days we do it. So we're huge fans of recess. We have a boy. We know he needs recess. The girl does too. I mean, it's, yeah. just, it's just, to us, it's very commonsensical. And the, the research data is clear that recess uh, it add, adds to academic gains, no doubt about it. Yeah, for sure. So if you see that one kid getting fidgety, you're like, all yeah. right, let's go. <laughs> just you, recess. Yeah. Yeah. Private recess, go. That's my son. That's my son. He can't sit still, just like me. I've been moving this whole time too. Well, exactly. <laughs> And, you know, so many times if we have a special event or something going on and the kids are just wound up, our school offers the flexibility that if our teachers need to have them go play in the gym for five minutes or head outside for a little bit, they can do that. Yeah. That's another square. Just being able to do whatever you want. Setting your own rules. Yeah. Yeah. Within reason. Well, (laughs) yeah. What, how do you, I mean, I'm sure you bring the parents in on it. Do you have like big meetings like mm-hmm. every few months or once a year? How does that work? Yeah, great question. So to give some I'm idea sure you're learning as much as. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, we're, we're totally, as our chairman of our board likes to say, we're beginners at this. We're still learning. But one thing we make clear to our parents is we want to have a very open, transparent, iterative process. So if a parent comes to me and says, hey, I think this is broken or needs help, we're going to look at that and address it and fix it. I can tell you a story about that. But in terms of meetings, we are a Georgia standards-based school, meaning we are going to meet the Georgia standards. So if a child gets enrolled in our school, they're going to be performing at or above what the public schools are doing. That's an important commitment for us. We hire only Georgia state-certified teachers. Not every Christian school does that. A lot of parents are surprised to learn that's not always the case, but our school, that is the case. But so we did meet with the parents at the beginning of the year, something called curriculum night. Most schools do that, sit down, walk them through everything. So we kind of level set there. We did a second curriculum night in the second half of the year for just our specials classes, which is gym, our music. What we did kind of different there was um, I wanted the, the parents to experience what their kids experience. So we actually sat them down with robots and technology and had them have a little competition to drive the robots on their iPads. And in Spanish class, they learned a little Spanish song. And then PE was the best one. We had our parents out there running the PE obstacle course in there and on their squad lines and the gym teachers teaching them just like they would the kids, you know. So so we don't just meet. We get the parents like literally physically involved so they can experientially understand what the school is like. So we we really have tried to build a school community that feels more like a family than a school. The old school model is, hey, we're the school. We tell you what to do. We set all the rules and you obey the rules. Our school is like, look, we're in this together. We're collaborative. You're, you're all Amazon parents out there. You're all used to customer feedback environments. That's how we're going to build the school. And we found it to be really wonderful to build an excellent environment that way. Did you scare them straight at all with that? What's that fat pinch test, the BMI test? That every, <laughs> do you remember doing that as a kid? I remember, the stre- doing that I remember the stretching part yeah. where you saw how far yeah. you could stretch. Yeah. Oh, I remember watching every other kid in line. I was like, I'm going to fail this thing. I was a chubby kid, you know. And sure enough, they, they get those pinchers on. And it's like, whoa. <laughs> Well, I was always a skinny kid that got beat up, so people would walk right now and didn't bother with him. You can see his ribs go the next kid over here, so I was not that kid at all, so that's pretty funny. So no, we did not do that. Oh, you should have. But maybe as a fundraiser, we can say, look, we're either going to BMI you or you donate. Your choice. I don't know. It's a thought. It's like the dunk tank. But yeah, the dunk tank, right. It's, yeah. it's the modern version of the dunk tank. I like it. Yeah. See, this is the kind of innovative thinking we welcome in our school culture. So. Most Dunway dads will not want to take their shirt off for that. So they'll, they'll just give you, they'll Venmo you the money. The, da- the dad bot is a Dunway dad <laughs> badge of honor, I think, actually. On us, D- yeah. Does the, yeah, how hip are you guys? Does, does the school have a Venmo account? 
We actually do have a Venmo account. Yeah, man. We, we got I'm going to add that. That's a wild card right there. That, that could fill it. Yeah. <laughs> PayPal, Venmo. Yeah, we, we try to be up with the times. Yeah. Sure. That's, that's, actually, no, I mean, that's a great point, though, because we are living in, in this Amazon age, and I'm sure there's parents that are like, I don't want to write a check every month. Yeah. Um, you, you guys do online payments. Or it's all automated. Yeah, people are cool. surprised. We have a whole automated. Again, I came from IBM, so I'm a bit of a technology geek, but I'm like, this should all be paperless. And we are literally, except where we have to be, we are paperless. So like we, we tell parents, payment plan, it's automated. It goes directly from your bank account or credit card. It can be every month, every six months. We give an up, upfront pay in full you know, discount option. So we try to make it as bureaucratically easy as possible you know, from start to finish. What's the discount for, for paying like the whole year? It's 2%. <laughs> I was about to say, it's a good, it's, you know, someone's going to do it, right? It, yeah, exactly right. So we've, we've had parents take advantage of that. So, you know, every family has, I've learned, has their own budgeting philosophy and thoughts. And um, you get all kinds of people in the sphere. Even a small school like us, you get a, quite a, a range of people's philosophy around money. And we'll, we'll accommodate them all. What, um, I guess, what defines a small school? I mean, what do you, you guys have the three grades. What's... Um, the attendance in each yeah. not attendance because I, that varies but right does <laughs> vary enrollment yeah what's yeah, enrollment that's the, that's the yeah. word yeah <laughs> so most christian schools most private schools who start like us start and this could be you know any like weber or whoever typically one classroom so we started with two classrooms total of 13 kids so not a huge population to begin with but our growth plan like i said is to add one grade per year and we try to keep small class sizes as well we found that's a big distinction between us and, pri- and public schools. Public schools for kindergarten, common to have 20, 25, even more kids in the class. Um, our kindergarten is eight children, and it makes it a wonderful learning environment for, for, for the kids. So, yeah, that's like preschool. That's yeah, like exactly right. The ratio is fantastic. And, and the kids have demonstrated great academic gains in this environment. We've seen it um, in many situations. So we're, we're thrilled with that. So yeah, we're 13 right now. We'll be in the twenties next year, thirties or forties the year after that. It's sort of the growth plane we're on right Don't now. Don't get too big. That's because that's what the parents want to hear is that they're correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. We mm-hmm. want to make sure that whatever experience we begin them with, it's not like two years from now, three years from now, we do a bait and switch. Like, Oh, we got 20 kids in the class now. Surprise. You're yeah. stuck. You know, yeah. we don't, we don't want that. We want the parents to quite honestly, our most important marketing vehicle is our parents. We, we know that to be a fact. So if they're quote unquote satisfied customers, we know they'll tell them. And we, and we see, see this happening now where parents are telling parents. And it's just a great thing to see. I, have you ever surveyed them to, to figure out like what is the, the big draw? Is it the Christian aspect or is it the small yeah, intimate that's size? kind of where they came from. It's a great question. We actually did survey them about two months in. So the chairman of our board is a Georgia Tech graduate. He's a very data-oriented guy, which I totally respect as well. You can say some names here too. If it's oh, right. sure. Okay. I'll say Rob <laughs> Weaver. Uh, he's, he's a fantastic guy. He's been a great leader to our school. And he just said, I'd like some data. He said, you know, I'm, I'm hearing great feedback from you, Bob. I talked to some parents. I hear some great feedback, but I really want to survey them. So we did a, an anonymous survey monkey. And one of the qu- questions on there was, is there anything about the school you would change? And, and, and we want to provoke some response to that. And most of the parents, these are Christian parents. Oh, no, we love everything. Stuff to everything get a response great. to yeah, we wouldn't be, you know, but, but one parent did say, you know, if I had changed anything, just anything, I would change the math curriculum in, in, in kindergarten. We're just not really thrilled with it. So I uh, keep in mind, this is early in our school year, and the teachers are brand new to me. I'm new to them. So we're still trying to form, you know, trust relationships and everything. So I walked into our next teacher's meeting with this survey. I said, guys, great news. Parents love you. Love the program. We're doing really well. 
got this one comment here about the math curriculum, and one person said, you know, they didn't like it. How do you guys respond to that? And they're like, we hate the math curriculum. I was like, why did you tell me this? <laughs> just waiting for one person to say Yeah, exactly. It, it was like it opened up the dike, and I said, well, tell me more. And we talked it through, and literally that day we decided to toss it, and within a week we had a new curriculum in, which the parents loved. So that's the kind of school we want to be. We want to be responsive. One yeah, one person provoked the conversation. We went through a quick assessment. We figured out very quickly what we needed to get, found the curriculum with that with those, you know, qualities and we got it in. And and that's the kind of we wanted to demonstrate to everybody that again we're not the stuck in here's what we're doing, but we are gonna be responsive. And if we have to throw something out, even if it costs money, we're gonna do that to make the program right. So we hope we're we're trying to do one more survey before the year's over, a little bit tightened out on time, but our plan is to do one more um, before the year's over just to get that kind of feedback. Right, right. Yeah. yeah I don't think you got my comment then, did you? No, apparently not. <laughs> I don't think I got shredded in yeah, the digital shredder. That's what happened. <laughs> Um, I wonder what it was with, because uh, it seems like at that grade level, math is so simple, but, but, uh, I mean, there's a lot of different ways to do math though. Yeah. I think, there are, and, and, you know, we, I, I'll be honest with you, you ask what kind of parents we have. We have very intentional parents, you know, you might call them tiger parents, whatever it is. Some of them are, are very, very intentional. And we are too, quite honestly, Cindy and I have very high standards. So. I'm thankful we have parents that are actually looking at it going, you know, my child's not where I want them to be. Or I see my neighbor's child progressing, you know, faster than them. Now, one thing that, you know, it's hard to communicate even to ourselves is that at that age, children developmentally go all over the map. Like one day they can't recognize the letter K, next, re- next week they're reading sentences. You know, you just don't know what's going to happen. Five minutes later. Five minutes later, spells right. a word right, and then five minutes later he spells it wrong. I'm like, you just did it. You right. Well, it. I had a hot dog. I can spell now. I mean, you never know what's going to happen with, with kids. And that's the thing that um, as an educator, you have to figure out what's the right balance here. You don't want to panic and overreact, but then that kind of feedback is important too. And we, we kind of, as we talk through, we realize, you know, the pacing of this particular math isn't where our students are at. We need to be pacing faster because the students are ready for it. It's just boring them. And as an educator, that's the worst thing you can do is bore a child. If, if you excite them and keep them stimulated, they're going to run forward. But if you bore them, they're going to stop and go backwards. So that was really pretty much the easy threshold for us to figure out at that point. And the, the testing, like how do how do you guys keep up with the testing? How yeah, does that work? Good question. Put that in your little uh, tic-tac-toe. Right, right. okay. That's a corner one. I think people are going to want that. What bingo game? What is this called? Um, <laughs> private school, school bingo. Yeah, private private school bingo. What's the abbreviated yeah. DCS DCS bingo? bingo. <laughs> We're going to trademark that. We'll, we'll yeah. run with that. Well, we'll mix up all mix them all up, and when people re-listen, they can go through. And they okay. can, okay. right. I like it. I like it. Incentives, but um, you know, testing is a really important topic to talk about because. We've since learned that was driving the recess, you know, decision making in the, in the in the public schools was they were cutting out recess to spend more time teaching to the test, and again, a lot of parents react strongly against that, which with good reason. So we have no philosophy around teaching to the test. Having said that, we are a standards based school, and really, standards testing becomes meaningful at grade at third grade for all the developmental reasons we just talked about. So we will begin testing next year, and my son will be one of the two students in third grade who will be get standardized tested, and then we'll begin looking at the data you know, for that. But again, we don't want to make like crazy, panicky decisions based on the feedback we get. We realize there's plenty of variability at this age. Now, we get to you know, junior high, PSAT, high school, SAT, ACT, then you begin to say, okay, this is very meaningful at this point. So it's sort of a continuum from third grade on to 12th grade, how, how much more seriously you need to take it as you go up the scale. Yeah. How do you know what they're going to test? Do you, I mean, do they give you a test and say this is the kind of thing that we want? 
they give it to the headmaster, and if I fail, we all fail. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what's a noun again? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can, I, can I go to pronoun instead for yeah. 100? You yeah. have three masters, and <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> wait, wait. Think. Matt, what's a pronoun? Do you, know, do you know the pronoun yeah, is? Yeah, shortening. Instead of saying Matt, you say he. Okay, all right. Just make sure. Wow, nicely <laughs> done. Oh, come on. That was an easy uh, that one. Was hot, hot on the spot there. I like that. Yeah, so, I don't um, think I could have described it as well as you did. Uh, yeah. What are all the different ways to spell there? Oh, don't go <laughs> there. Well. There's, there's a few of them. Poor listeners on the other end of the uh, <laughs> podcast here. Um, so you're asking about what to test. So when George and other states publish the standards, they publish all the standards for each each um, curriculum area, and that's what they test on. And that's one thing we do a little bit differently, too. Traditional report cards in many schools are, you know, subject grade, subject grade. On ours, we actually put on there the Georgia standards and show how the students are doing against each standard so the parents can see if there's a weakness in a particular area. First of all, they know what it is, but they know we know and that we care about it and we're focused on that. We have that luxury as a, being a smaller school. So really, there should be no surprises on on the test because the standards are supposed to lay them all out and the tests go against those standards that have been laid out for us by Common Core at the national level, which I know is kind of a scary word to some people, but That's then going also on. Common, Common Core. Core yeah. yeah, I got to put that on, mm-hmm. the, on the page there. Maps and then, testing, is that one of ooh. them in that fourth grade? Is that how that works? Yes. Do I, you guys have to deal with that at all or – well, they're not at fourth grade yet. Not yet. Yeah, so yeah. that's way ahead for us right now. So, uh, yeah, well, it's but, only two years out. <laughs> yeah, we, we, are, we are thinking about all the different testing we'll need to do and trying to be thoughtful about it and not just reactionary, too. That's part yeah. of our school DNA is trying to plan. And we have the luxury of a blank canvas. We, we can paint as we go. No one's hand us a 100-year-old canvas. It is really saying, cool. All the way. ideas that are running through my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's fun. I mean, it's challenging. To make, like report cards are a great example. We walked into this. It was like, oh, we need to do report cards. Oh, no one's handing us a report card to work with. We have to create our own, which is exciting and challenging at the same time. You know, everything we're doing, we're doing for the first time, which gives you creative opportunities and change, ways to change the educational process and make it better. But it's also a lot of work to do it as well. So it, it's fun. Yeah, you could put in some weird ones like uh, Billy failed uh, profit taking. You know, like he, he he bought something for two dollars and he sold it for one. This is you got an F on this. He's, he's not going to be the next Bill Bill Gates probably yeah. or Warren Buffett, but that's okay. He'll be an artist. That'd be fine. Yeah, they don't care about money. Yeah, no. Because <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of that uh, <laughs> swindling type deals going on at Christian schools. That's unbelievable. Yeah. No, no. But part of that too that you bring up is giftedness. You know, that's something else that we we can do a, a really great job of unearthing children's giftedness. And for instance, when we started the school, we really didn't think we'd have a full what are called specials or um, other subject. You know, Spanish, art, um, music, uh, music, technology. And we found some of our students who maybe, you know, aren't at the top of the list in terms of reading and math, they get into art and it's a whole different child. You know, you get to, we get to watch this happening. It's really exciting to see technology, another one. Again, certain students shine in certain areas, which we get to see at a microcosm because we're with them every single day as a family. So as parents, you can, you can imagine seeing your kids kind of suddenly show capabilities you never knew they had until you put them in this environment and they flourish and grow. It's really, it's really amazing to see. Yeah. In fact, one of our students um, at our last um, Avery at our last um, Easter program actually had written and sang her own song at the program. Yeah, which is really sweet to see. We see a child at that age with the ability and the desire to get up on a stage and sing a brand new song a cappella that she wrote for the first time. You're talking about, you know, a first grader. That's a pretty beautiful thing to see. That's a future Dunwoody Idol uh, contestant. That's right, right. yeah. Yeah. That might go on your sheet too, I'm just saying right now. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. 
if people can't find you at those two events, they can always come to the Georgetown pool on yes. most weekends. <laughs> or actually, I mean, you're 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 a swim team mom, so you're going to be there almost every. I day. guess after yeah every, every day. day. And do you have you have a radio background? I do. You yes. do. <laughs> I, I told them that before you got here. So sorry to out you, babe. No, but, that's yeah, okay. you want to talk about? What did you used to do? Um, well, actually, when I was 14, I started interning at a top 40 radio station in Hartford, Connecticut. Okay. And then um, when I was 16, I became um, a DJ on a country AM station in Connecticut. So you can imagine that there's, lay on a little there, was only, there was only like five listeners that listened to country, especially on the AM station. And yeah, up in Connecticut. No, not at all. But those so. cowboys that were up there, I loved it. They were oh, before, they sure yeah. did. Yeah. 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 You're the only so, game in town. Right, yes, right, right, exactly. Right. So, but well, it, was, cool. it was a lot of fun. So We have about five listeners too, so that works. Out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel some... like at home. In fact, maybe sometime if one of you were sick I could like help yeah fill I can guess DJ nice nice you want to hang around today <laughs> Justin doesn't want to be here anyway so we we have a surprisingly big reach because I was I was getting my haircut the other day and my hairdresser who's not a Dunwoody person um she didn't even know the name of the show but she was talking about this podcast she called it like What's down and done with you, or something like that. And I, I was like, like that. I was like, oh, you're tight. And then I just, I just didn't even want to get it in. I, I wasn't like, oh, I'm the like, co host of that show. I was like, just cut the hair. <laughs> no, but you, I really appreciate what you guys are doing. I mean, with the demise of the crier, we need more local news, and it's just a different way to get great news out. I'm a big fan of long form interviews as well. I'm a podcaster elsewhere, so I just want to say thank you to you guys for doing this for the community. I think it's wonderful. And we we have some of our school moms who are devotees of, of your program. Uh, that's how we got in touch with mm-hmm. you through one of those moms. But I've since learned another mom as a pretty devoted listener. So thanks for doing this. That's Hopefully, cool. they'll listen to this episode too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who's on your board? Like, can you talk about that? Like, yeah. how do you guys put that together? Yeah, sure. Well, it's kind of the decision making process. Similar to like this little bingo game you've got going on. <laughs> that point, I'm putting board on there. Exactly right. Yeah, board. board. How should I spell that? No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Both, both apply. Yeah. Um, well, that'll be the same. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but no, that, that's another interesting process because you actually are going out and picking people who are going to become your boss, which is a really weird thing to do. I got to tell you, it's like picking your parents. You know, I want you to be my mommy and my daddy. But uh, so we looked around, and just said, "Look, who do we know in our circle who have a a passion for Christ and Christian education? Get the whole model we're trying to do, but also will bring some talents and skills and abilities to the board." So I mentioned Rob Weaver. He's been a leader at Dunwoody Community Church for a while. He's been a business leader. Um, he, he really gets what we're trying to do. And quite honestly, he was a, a real um, connector between me and the church there to be in that building. Cindy and I have a history at that church, but he, he really connected all the dots to, to put us there. Sorry, which church is it? The Dunwoody Community Church. Okay. So it's the other side of the community, near the Jet Ferry, um, Chick-fil-A, down uh, Dunwoody Club Drive, uh, near Happy Hollow is where the church is. So a lot of people don't know where it is. If you go, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, if you go from that intersection of Jet Ferry and Mount Vernon towards Happy Hollow as you go down the hill through the light on the left-hand side, you have to kind of look back a little bit, but it's right there on the left-hand side. Um, so that, that's where we are, and Rob was instrumental in getting us there. You mentioned Marion Chase. She's also on our board. Do most of the board members have kids at the school? Or Marion's the only one, one with someone way. on the board, actually, someone at the school. And that's one reason we uh, brought her on board. She was actually the first parent to sign up, which I love to tell people now that she didn't know that at the time. I'm like, oh, so excited. <laughs> yes, we've got room for your child. Of course we do. Hurry, spaces are limited. Spaces are limited, which is a 
always true, of course. You're like um, fist pumping under the table. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, all right, exactly. just another sign up today. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Zero to one. Um, <laughs> but uh, but no, I mean, she was in early and, you know, very, again, thoughtful. And, and as soon as I talked to her and got to know her a bit, she has an HR background. So we need, again, we had no policies and procedures for anything HR. So she's done a lot of great work for and us. No expertise. Yeah. Yeah, that's... that was f- fantastic. And. Does um, she does Dunwoody Moms or something like what Mops. is it called? Mops. Mops. Right, Mops that's right. So Cindy's part of that at oh, okay. Dunwoody Baptist Church. Right. So I think she leads that right now. So again, some of these moms are amazing. My wife's amazing too. Aww. I need to put that in there as well. Thanks, but babe. we have other moms who are amazing too. You know, Marion's with three young children. She's on the board of our school. She's on the mop. She's president of Mops, and she runs household of three little kids. You know, so she's plenty busy. I've talked to her about being on the show too. So okay, can, okay cool. can you guys church hop like pick a different church every week to go to and act like you're that's your only church <laughs> as, a, as a recruiting tool? Because that's kind of what I would do. I do that with the pool. As I do that with the pools tool. as recruiting. <laughs> tool I, I like that little thought right there so um, i was thinking like a formal invitation to speak but you're a little more insipid kind of slip in there well, like, hey, you gotta stand by about? the doorway right. for somebody to complain yeah. on their way out of the yeah. building like, <laughs> exactly right yeah, yeah. yeah paint myself in a school colors i could see that happening exactly. so like why do they have a lion mask on <laughs> right, exactly right awkward but okay we're glad they're here it's a great lion where do you who does all of your um, you know artwork artwork and stuff? yeah we found a great agency called evangela they specialize in logos and artwork and messaging and mission statements for christian organizations so everything you see on our website by way of logo and design, our mission statement, our vision, they helped us kind of shape and craft that. So they, they've been fantastic. They, they've done some great work. Although I got to say with it's the important. lion, it is important. Um, with the lion, the designer, um, well, I won't go into too many demographic details here, but um, she was a younger person. And the very first design of the lion I got, when I pulled up on screen, I literally shrieked out loud like, I mean, this was like a fierce lion, like bite your head off kind of lion. I had a car back and say, you know, we have kindergartners in our school. They might begin crying <laughs> if they saw this one here. So can this soften a little bit? You know, more. If you're familiar with C.S. Lewis, we use the model of Aslan. He's a he's a, a character in C.S. Lewis. Uh, Chronicles of Narnia. I'm like a little more like Aslan. A little. He's he's still strong, but he's kind of warmer. Not going to kill you like right away. So <laughs> that, that's how the lion looks now. We we love the logo. The kids respond well to it. Maybe when the kids get up to fifth grade, you can kind of get. A we get the bit. football helmets going on. We're gonna get a big football stadium someday then we want the fierce line out yeah exactly, exactly i was looking at um costume for um the mascot and there's just not a whole lot of choices out there for lions and i think we'll probably have to have it custom made because the ones that are out there look more of like wizard of oz lion mm-hmm. or they're really fierce you know like i'm gonna bite your head off type yeah. thing so it's it's been a challenge it's a challenge to find that middle ground yeah so it's you know uh, it's also a challenge to find somebody to wear that mascot yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i did it at chestnut a couple times oh, and it is so hot you're that guy I'm okay that guy. wow i'm the guy that says yes to everything okay, okay. we'll keep All that right. in mind can you write that down in the bingo yeah. thing for <laughs> mascot volunteer matt <laughs> Volunteer. Yeah, volunteers should definitely be a blog. Yeah, yeah, we need someone in July actually to be doing that. The fourth, <laughs> so we'll be in the Fourth oh, July parade. parade. We need a mascot. We'll, we'll, we'll hook up a whole internal hydration system yeah. and maybe a little diaper for you. So you'll be all set inside of there for an hour. You'll be fine. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sure that's what Disney does. They must have some sort of like air conditioning unit in the tails of everything that they. In the tail. <laughs> yeah. That's what makes their tail wag. Yeah. I love that idea. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you guys must be coming up on your on your well busy season for recruiting, right? Summer's got to be you know it's almost the tail end of when people can't. Oh, well, I guess they can sign up all year, but we are open enrollment year round. But right. you're right, like the, the big 
Mac Daddy established schools are pretty much, you know, finishing up their enrollment season. We, we had some enrollments come in, but we still do have, you know, space. So if this is a promotional opportunity, then yes, we are still enrolling students for kindergarten through third grade for next year. We'd, well, tell them how they find it. Well, sure. On the website, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Dunwoody, if you just Google Dunwoody Christian School, it'll probably come up as a first or second hit. But the website is actually DunwoodyCS.org. That's DunwoodyCS.org. <laughs> so that brings up actually a point that, that we've talked about before was that um, there is Dunwoody Christian School, that which is mm-hmm. who we are, and there's also Dunwoody Christian Academy. And mm. their school offers um, some great programs for preschool and I think kindergarten or so, and they offer really a lot of after-school programs. So. We are actually two different schools. Yeah, that's happened. We get people who say, "Hey, I'm at your school." I'm like, "No, you found Google <laughs> Maps, the Christian <laughs> Academy." Not good. And by the way, they're a great partner of ours. They've been very helpful to us and just giving us advice and direction. But yeah, Dunwoody Christian Academy is different than Dunwoody Christian School. So great point, babe, on that one. But their their max level is first grade. Is that what you just said? But they actually I, we think they've got kindergarten, but their their focus is is primarily preschool yeah. and after school programs. So they'll send buses out. In fact, next year. We're going to have a bus from Dominic Christian Academy pick up our schools who who, ha- who need this, our school, our children after school who need after school program. They'll come pick up kids from our school and take them to Dominic Christian Academy after school because we're not big enough to have our own after school program yet. We hope to someday, but it's a great way to sort of bridge the gap. I was about to say, they can feed into you guys. That's yes. perfect. Yeah, yeah. In fact, Maggie Snow over there has been delightful and, and we've talked with her and um, she's sent us one person already. So yeah, they're, they're great. And by the way, there's some great, great preschools in Dunwoody. I just want to say that. And they've been wonderful partners of ours and letting us put literature out there and, and sending parents our way. So we, there's, there's about a thousand kids in preschool in Dunwoody by my estimation. And these program directors are, are just wonderful people. We've, we've just really gotten to know them and really appreciate what they do for our community. We've each got what one kid at um, Kingswood right now. Mm-hmm. You're like, how old is my child? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's got five. I've got two. And so we're yeah. kind of... That's know. seven. Yeah. That's seven. Yeah, right. right. They're in and out of the school. Yeah. Oh. They've all been to Kingswood. So. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But there, there's some... Kingswood is a great example. There's several great, great preschools here, which we really appreciate for our community. Because it helps everybody have great, you know, child care from, you know, early on through 12th grade. How do you right. go out and find people? Is it... I mean, I know you're not going to churches every week. No, <laughs> just like the idea. Suggested, like an idea, Justin. Is it like Facebook I'd be going, advertising? Or? Go to the synagogues too. We we, have, right. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we do all of the above, and we have kind of a multi. So, like for instance, uh, we drop off literature at these preschools and churches who are willing to take our literature. We have a nice little postcard. We didn't bring it today. We do we do uh, advertise an Aha Connection. You guys mentioned that earlier, so you'll see our ads Sunday um, for our next open house the following um, Saturday. We do we've tried Google ads, we do Facebook, we've done Facebook ads, and quite uh, you honestly, really are out there. Yeah, and then these events we talked about. So we'll do the events we've talked about. We will do a Fourth of July parade. We try to get out as much as we can to the community um, and just show our face and just be around. And then actually, we're doing a wine and cheese night on May fourth for any parent of a preschool through third grade um, free event. It's on our website. We're just to have folks come over. We want them to just have a good time and maybe say a few words about the school. But honestly, we just want them to meet our other parents and see that we're just normal people like they are. And so we just try to try to do everything we can. Get them in there. You just to talk about people. Yeah. People will use you if they like you, you know? Yeah, exactly right. We, we find that most people who are looking for what we have to offer, once they find us and get to know us, are, are very interested and they, they typically will go forward. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah. yeah. Thank, yeah. You, Thank guys. you so much for having us. Really enjoyed us. it so much yeah, being here. My bingo card's only half done, though. We'll, but, we'll come uh, back next week. I was about to say, you guys, <laughs> yeah, we'll, uh, we'll check in periodically. I sounds like that good. idea. That sounds good. Yeah.
Thank right, you guys well, so much. And I'll see you two at the pool. Pool. Yeah, I was like, right, right. That's right. I'm getting cleaned up. Absolutely. <laughs>